pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Marcus Freeman and the 2022 Notre Dame football team are locked and loaded for a season sure to have all the excitement of a shootout at high noon. To stay on top of it all, join me, Phil Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of IrishIllustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10 sharp for the 26th season of Fighting Irish Preview. Saturday mornings at 10, it's Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. This is a presentation of Fort Wayne High School Sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show. Hoopy Insurance, our family serving your family for over 40 years. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services. I'm Justin Kenny. It is sectional time. Postseason is here. Win or go home. It's all about performing on Friday nights. And win and you keep playing, lose and you're done. And very much it's like a reset for every single team in the state. That's the beauty of the state of Indiana. Every team makes the playoffs. Every team ideas conceivably has a shot. But if you lose, you're done. You start focusing on basketball and winter and snow and, and all that stuff. So... We're going to break it all down here as we talk week 10 of the high school football season. We're going to talk to Bryce Vance, our buddy from outside the huddle.net here in just a few minutes. And then we'll welcome in Coach Brett Fox of the Columbia City Eagles. We'll talk that big, huge win last week to capture the NE8 championship at Norwell. A dramatic come-from-behind victory down 12 in the fourth quarter to come back win by one and capture the first NE8 championship ever and the first championship of any kind in a conference since 2010. We'll talk to Coach Fox about that. But more importantly, how does he move his players back past the emotion of last Friday and focus on a game that a lot of people have circled since the draw came out with the Eagles going to Wayne to take on the Generals? We'll talk to him about that. Bottom of the hour, Coach Monty Mayhorter of the West Noble Chargers will join us. His team has played very, very well over the course of the season, and we'll talk to Coach Mayhorter about his group and what they can accomplish as we look into their sectional that's coming up. Of course, uh, West Noble will play tomorrow night, and talk to Coach Mayhorter about that and maybe a bit ahead of schedule for West Noble, looking at 7-2 and two and fresh off a win over Prairie Heights last week. We'll see what kind of damage they can do in sectional 26. In Class 3A, it's West Noble and Jimtown and Knox towards the top of that sectional. And then we'll close it out, 645. We'll talk about the other side of that big matchup coming up tomorrow night here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It'll be Columbia City and Wayne, and Wayne head coach Sherwood Haydock will join us about 645. We'll talk about the generals, and I know Coach Haydock has been puzzled with all the talk about his team potentially pulling off the upset tomorrow night. I know he has confidence in his group, but maybe 
in terms of the discussion, he didn't think it would be that big of a discussion with Columbia City coming in tomorrow night. So we'll talk to Coach Haydock about that as well. Again, classes five and six will take a break tomorrow night. It'll be class 1A through 4A taking center stage throughout the state of Indiana tomorrow. Let's break it all down right now with our buddy Bryce Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. Bryce, how are you? I'm a little chilly, Justin. It is a tad nippy. It's chilly, yeah. Yes. At least but, uh, it's warming up towards the end of the week. It shouldn't be freezing tomorrow night because earlier this week was just absolutely dreadful. Yeah, it's uh, it's been chilly. I've had uh, I, I didn't have to. Well, I mean, my my wife wanted a couple of fires in uh, in our fireplace this week. Um, so um, yeah, but luckily I've had that to, to keep me somewhat warm uh, throughout these these chilly days. Now it is a natural wood fireplace. It is. Oh, that's clutch. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was one thing that when we when we got our house, and uh, that's one thing that she wanted, most definitely. So we're not, well, not like some of these people that have the, these knockoff gas yeah, fireplaces. the gas uh, logs, yeah. Taking the, the, the easy way out. You got to go out there and, well, I mean, I don't chop the wood myself. I go out to Kroger and buy it, so. Oh, I thought you were going to give us a great story about chopping wood and <laughs> bringing it in with your lumberjack stuff on and, oh. But okay, well, well, the bundles of I'm, wood at Kroger will, will will be fine. I'm I'm not that that hardy of of a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, at, at least uh, you're in charge of the fireplace at home. That's uh, that's the most important job, especially as we get into these winter months. Definitely, but yeah, yeah Monday night it was JV football night, and man, I saw pictures all across the area of games being played in the snow. Thankfully, we won't have that tomorrow, and, and hopefully we won't have that till way, way deeper into the postseason, if anything. We've been lucky. It has not been rainy or, or anything yeah. on a Friday night, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. I, I Along that same sentiment, I saw, you know, our, our friend, Coach Bob Lapidot, tweet a picture while he was driving home from his, the first practice on Monday, and, and he tweeted, is it the first practice or is it sectional week? And uh in terms of girls' basketball, so it was it was definitely <laughs> odd to see uh, you know a couple of inches of snow on the ground on Monday. Oh, yeah, rude awakening for sure. But we yeah. enter the postseason, Caleb or Caleb Bryce, and everyone gets. I'm used to hosting the morning show with Caleb from seven to nine. <laughs> um, yeah. We we enter this week. Everybody has a fresh take on things. Everybody's alive. Everybody feels like they can make a run. And we start in four A and a game that has a lot of people intrigued with East Noble and Angola. East Noble, the discussion has been all year, maybe a year away, a lot of youth getting big-time playing time for the Knights. In Angola, this time last week, we were singing Angola's praises, and then they just get housed by Eastside last Friday that raised some concerns. But sectional 19 starts off with a big one, East Noble and Angola tomorrow night. What do you think? Uh, I think it'll be a, a tight game. Um, I think with what East Noble has faced, this season is maybe just a little bit, you know, better of a schedule from top to bottom. Um, Angola has definitely faced some some tough foes, uh, no doubt about it, including Eastside last week and in the Leo squad earlier in, in the year. Uh, but I, I think that Angola probably will have the, the you know the overall advantage just because they have the, those senior guys like Tyler Call at quarterback, like Andre Tagliaferri. Jake Land, um, just in, in name a few guys that have you know been been experienced and, and have played um, a lot of football uh, for the program, and finally 
been able to see the fruits of their labor, labor and turn this program that's been underachieving the last couple of years and has finally uh, got back on top uh, to uh, win a, a conference title um, and then compete. Hopefully, I think they're I think they're a legit contender um, for a sectional championship. It's it's a difficult road for them starting with the matchup with East Noble and then you know more than likely Leo the following week after um, before the title game. So. Um, I think with East Noble, you know, they got a lot of guys in in this year and a lot of sophomores and juniors that have got a lot of experience. You know, Dylan Krell has been, you know, really well, really good on both sides of the ball um, and Tyson Reinbold. Um, and, and you get a lot of these guys back, you know, including quarterback Sandra Brazel, who started the last couple of years, will be senior uh, next year. Um, but I, I just think experience takes over this time of year. And I think that's why Angola probably should come away with the, with the win tomorrow night. Bryce, when we look at sectional 19, you can make a case of several teams in that field to get hot and win three games. We mentioned yep. two of them with East Noble and Angola. You talk about Leo, hasn't won a sectional in a decade plus. New Haven in there is dangerous offensively. DeKalb in there is dangerous offensively. Columbia City, mm-hmm. we know what they can do. And Wayne is kind of that wild card that trudged through an SAC schedule, but many people think, that has toughened them up for a potential run in sectional 19. So when we look at this field, are the favorites still Columbia City, Leo, and how likely are we to get that matchup in the final? Or do you see uh, somebody else kind of rising up and clipping one of those two and advancing a couple games and, and playing for a sectional title in a couple weeks? I think the Columbia City is the favorite um, here. Uh, just what they what they have done, you know, and, and obviously we were talking up until last week that, you know, we just don't think this team is going to do something special like they did last week until we see it. Um, and, and now that we've seen it, I think that they could do, you know, more special things, you know, as long as they stay focused and don't, you know, get too hung up on, on winning the first conference title in, in over 10 years. They're, they, you know, they have a, a long sectional drought, you know, that, that goes back to 1993, the year I was born. Um, wow. and, and, it, and it goes... And it just feels like this Columbia City team that, you know, thought was going to finish, you know, maybe in the upper tier um, of the NEA. Um, now they're, you know, bound to, I think, do uh, special things. And I think they are the favorite to win the sectional championship. And, and tomorrow's game against Wayne is going to be no easy task. I think Wayne, you know, might have the overall speed advantage. You know, guys like Lamarion Nelson, you know, Christian Tremble, and the, guy, the couple of weapons that he's been able to connect with, especially here recently in the last few games of, of the regular season they've been able to put up a lot of points this season that 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 you know has made this general's offense really dangerous and and but i don't think that you know they face maybe a good a defense as as columbia city you know maybe besides carroll um you know this season but columbia city's defense has been that good um this year and that's what kind of it they've been leaning on that in the running game and in a, in a timely passing game so I would say it's Columbia City, then Leo, because Leo has, you know, after a slow one and two start and, you know, a lot of people talking about, you know, was this the right hire and Jason Dorfler, they've, they've turned it around. They've played a lot better offensively. Um, defense has picked it up and, and they've, you know, developed a lot of good guys um, that have been able to make some plays, including a guy like Max Loeffler who rushed for over a thousand yards. So it's definitely Columbia City and, and Leo as the top two teams. Um, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if we saw both these two teams here in a, in a few weeks of playing for a championship. 
Bryce, let's move to 3A. And last week at this time, we were all over Norwell singing their praises. They were amazing going to the state championship game out of the north. They could very yep. well still do that, but now we have some <clears throat> doubt creeping in after the loss last week. And Norwell has to refocus very quick because they go to Heritage this week. Heritage has had a great season. I don't know if they match up well with Norwell, but I guess my question is, is there anybody in sectional 27 that can challenge Norwell after we saw out of the Knights last week, or is this still Norwell's sectional to dominate? I think it's still Norwell's sectional to dominate. Um, you know, I would probably say their, their next closest uh, team is, is Yorktown um, that, that could potentially uh, see them. It would be a, in a sectional championship game. Um, that uh, Yorktown has played, you know, some of the um, some schools around Indy um, and, and, and faced some of those programs like a Mount Vernon, and, you know, a, a, a new pal, uh, even though they got drubbed by them. But they still have played some of these programs that, you know, have been prominent and have been pretty good these last few years. Um, and, and I think that, you know, will give them um, some experience coming into uh, this this sectional, but I still think it's Norwell's um, Norwell's to lose, um, just because. And you, and you hope this this loss um, and, and losing the conference title in the final week uh, of the regular season fuels them. You know, gives them a chance to refocus. You know, because like you said, everybody was singing their praises. You know, had them penciled in to win the NE8 since the beginning of the year, um, and and predicted them to go a long way. Um, and maybe that got in their heads a little bit, and, and now it's time for them to refocus um, and, and get back to business and then focus on, on what makes them um, so good and so talented because they have a lot of guys, um, and they've been kind of building towards this year um, with, the, with this senior class, and, you know, trying to take them as far as possible. Um, and that If it ends you know, prematurely, um, like a lot of people doesn't don't, don't think it will, and, and it maybe ends in Lucas Oil. It would it would be definitely a little bit of a disappointment, but I, I would expect them to at least get through sectionals uh, pretty much un, unscathed. Bryce, final question for you: Sectional 35. It's setting up for East Side Bishop Lures four in the sectional mm -hmm. championship. Some people mentioning Cherubusco in there. If they can beat Central Noble and maybe match up with Bishop Lures next week. Anybody in that sectional that can get in the way of what has become now an annual rivalry in the postseason, the Knights and the Blazers? Um, I think the, the best case is the, the team you mentioned in, in Cherubusco, but I, I still don't think that they rise to the level of, of either a Bishop Lewers or an East Side. You know, Riley Burroff is, is a great player. Wyatt Marks, another tremendous player. Those two guys can run the ball, uh, have enough playmakers um, on, on both sides of the ball um, that, that could, you know, slow either of these two teams down, especially Lures, and still face them first. Um, I think Lures will probably have, you know, probably like like I said with Wayne, they'll probably have the speed advantage, you know, with a player like Nick Thompson. He's probably faster than what, what Busco presents out on the field, maybe other than Riley Burroff. Um, and I just feel like that they, they've been through the grind just a little bit more as, you know, Busco has played – uh, the bottom of the NACC small division, and those are just respect to those teams, but I just feel like playing an SAC schedule like Lures does prepares you a little bit better for the postseason, you know, like a, like a Cherubusco uh, playing again, unlike a Cherubusco taking on you know, the likes of the NACC small division outside of Eastside. Um, so, but but I, I do expect Eastside Lures part four 
Um, and, and we could pop, hopefully talk about that matchup in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I, I would say Eastside's probably the top team in the sectional. Um, and, and, you know, it could go either way, depending on what your flavor of the week is um, with, with either of his teams. But I, I think what Eastside has done, despite losing so much talent, you know, Levin Davis specifically off that team last year, Carson Jacobs has done a tremendous job filling in this year. And I think we'll, you know, lead them to an, another sectional championship game. Bryce, is a, it has been an absolute pre- pleasure this evening. You know, Justin, I, I love our weekly chats. I do. It's it's the highlight of both of our weeks, and let's do it again next week. <laughs> sounds sounds great. All right, buddy. Take care. You too. That was Bryce Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us here to preview week 10 of the high school football season. Plenty of matchups that are fairly scintillating coming up tomorrow evening. We mentioned one of them with East Noble and Angola, of course, Columbia City and Wayne. And we're going to get both sides of that matchup coming up tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Here in the next 45 minutes, we're going to talk to Coach Brett Fox here after the break and a little later, Sherwood Haydock on the Wayne side of things and talk about how the generals are preparing. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with Coach Fox after this. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Life insurance, while a sensitive topic, is a vital part of smart financial planning, particularly for parents. For a minimal cost, a life insurance policy can provide a means to guarantee that the people who depend on you will be taken care of in the future. Talk to Matt and the team at Hoopy Insurance Services about obtaining coverage to ease your worries and secure financial stability for those closest to you. For over three decades, Hoopy Insurance Services has been helping people just like you get the right life insurance coverage for a cost that fits their budget. Remember, a difficult conversation today could mean peace of mind tomorrow. Find comfort in the experienced and knowledgeable staff of local agents at Hoopy Insurance Services. Call 486-7488. That's 486-7488. Or visit them on the web at hupe-insurance.com. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for over 40 years. Thousands of Hoosiers have hepatitis C and don't even know it. You might be one of them. Visit checkcarecure.in.gov to learn more about this often silent, sometimes deadly disease. There is a cure, and treatment is simple. Find out how you can stop hep C at checkcarecure.in.gov. Get checked, get care, and get cured. Sponsored by Indiana FSSA, aired in cooperation with the Indiana Broadcasters Association and this station. This is the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It was the game of the week last week, battle for the NEA Championship. It was Norwell and Columbia City came right down to the wire. You heard it here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. And, oh, we just so happen to have the Columbia City Eagles tomorrow night as well as the Eagles will travel to Wayne to take on the Generals to open up sectional 19 for both teams in the first week of playoff play. Let's talk about last week and this week with Columbia City head coach Brett Fox, who joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm great, man. Hey, thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, coach. I was there last week, and it was 24 to 12 entering the fourth quarter. You guys had shown some flashes, but still trailed by double digits entering the final 12 minutes of the game. What did you tell your guys? What changed and what was the difference over those final 12 minutes? 
Um, yeah, we had just been telling them all week that, you know, Norwell really hadn't played a, a, a full game since pretty much week one, you know, when they played uh, Mississippi and it was 22 to seven. And so, you know, we told them, Hey, like if we, if we're close going into the fourth quarter, like I think it's going to lean towards us because, you know, we've, we've played some tighter games, played deeper into that. Felt like we didn't have as many guys going both ways. Um, and, and it just felt like we were better conditioned. Yeah, I, I, as a coach, I can imagine that's your biggest fear when you have a dominant team and you just haven't been tested. And now you kind of have to flip that switch. And at least for Norwell, they were able to get that last week. And then we'll see if they've worked those things out. But for you guys, the battles that you've been through over the course of the season, they definitely seem to help you, not just playing full four quarters, but also the confidence level that your team had from the jump last Friday. Yeah, I mean, you know, those battles just helped. Us. You know, it's one of the reasons why we, you know, week two, we, we decided to, to get in the bus for two hours and drive down to Delta and take on a team that's pretty uh, talented, had a, had a lot of returning kids uh, coming back. And, and, you know, we said, you know, we <laughs> that kind of week, you know, is to prepare us for later in the season. And, and I just felt like it kind of did how we, we got that wake-up call uh, week two of, hey, if we're not showing up to play, then, uh, then you know, we're, we're going to be in trouble. And so um, being able to have that and some of the other battles, and even the week before um, having to play a, a, a complete game against Leo, I think uh, really kind of helped us. And the defense, I think, was tremendous last week. People will say, well, it was your offense that made the plays late, but it was because of that defense. And it's been a defense that has performed throughout the season and has come up with big stops and big turnovers at huge opportunities. And, and this group, an unheralded heralded group, I would say, you have Josh Arntz and, and other guys that stand out, but by and large, this is a, a very good defense by association in terms of, of their defense and their dominance, and we saw it last week once again in big moments. Yeah, you know, as a, as a defense, I think, like, you know, we've had – you know, through the nine games, we've had six different people lead us in tackles for a game. Um, and so, you know, we talk a lot about just making sure that we're doing our job, we're doing our responsibility. It's going to let some guys shine. Um, and then you get another week, and it's going to let some other guys shine. Um, but, you know, talking about Friday night, you know, we, we you know, they, they, can't, they got huge stops in the fourth quarter. You know, we scored. Um, we got them go three and out and, and got another another stop there. And then we actually went three and out um, and had to punt and pin them deep. Um, and then the defense responded and gave us the ball right back with another three and out. So couldn't be more proud of the way that they played, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, they, they kind of uh, saved our butts, um, you know, there and, 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 and kept them pinned deep and gave us great field position again at, at midfield so that we could punch that last uh, touchdown in. Huge crowd that came out, made the trip to Aussie and to turn out for Columbia City, and they were rewarded with a great win by the Eagles. What did last week mean for the community that has supported this program? I think it's, it's, a, it's a great reminder to us just how much, you know, people are paying attention to it. Like you said, we, we did have a, a, a huge crowd there. You know, we had the stands filled and we had the, the uh, you know, the, the gates filled, you know, right up beside it and, and things like that right up against the fence. Um, and I'm just blown away by how many people said, hey, we watched it online or we listened <laughs> to it, um, too, because, you know, I swear everybody that comes up and says that to me, I'm like, well, then who the heck was all at kind of kind of thing? Um, but, you know, you see that and you, you you always point out to the guys, you say, hey, like, 
people are paying attention to you. They're paying attention to you when you're wearing a Columbia City football sweatshirt in the community. They're paying attention to you in the classroom on Friday when you're wearing that jersey. Um, you know, and, and, our, and our younger kids are paying attention to you, too. You know, they're, they're looking up to you. So when you stop by our youth program practices, like they're, they're paying attention and they want to be exactly like you. And, uh, you know, our seventh grade decided to, to be exactly like us and traveled down to Norwell on, on Tuesday night and, and, and brought back a conference championship just like Varsity did. Saw that. How about that? Even the, the young Eagles getting it done. And, Coach, it was, it was an emotional last weekend, a lot of celebration. But, man, how, how do you turn the page and get these kids refocused? In the end, we're dealing with 14- to 18-year-old kids that who knows what they're thinking from one moment to the next. To get them refocused, a lot of people will look, oh, you're going to Wayne, it's a two-win team, you should roll. Man, I, I can't imagine trying to get these kids back on task to buckle down for the opening of sectional play here tomorrow. Yeah, just a, a couple different things. I don't think that there's one specific thing that gets them uh, refocused. But I think, uh, you know, when you come in for film on Monday after school and, and you can just put on a Wayne highlight film of them just scoring at will um, and just dominating runs and dominating passes and, and big hits on defense and, and causing turnovers, I think then their eyes kind of get open. Um, and then as we go through the week, you know, even today, you know, the Indianapolis Colts stopping by to, to, to celebrate, you know, our coaching staff being coaching staff of the week for them. Um, I said, hey, like you guys need to realize something. Like they're, they're coming to our school this week and celebrating this. If we don't take care of business Friday night, then next week's celebration is at Wayne, uh, you know, because Coach Haydock is going to be the coach of the week. You yeah. know, that coaching staff is going to get it for getting it taken care of. So, you know, we, we just got to shift that focus. We got to. Um, you know, like you said, you're trying to teach these 14 through 18 year olds, you know, kind of, uh, one, how to accept praise, but also how to deal with praise, how to, how to, how to stay humble through that and how to understand that. Um, and, you know, we talked about going down to Norwell. Um, we talked about the story of David and Goliath and, you know, we talked about how, you know, one of the things that he did is, and sorry to be graphic, but, like, you know, he cut off Goliath's head and he brought it back to Jerusalem as, as a trophy. Um, and, and so, like, that's what we did last week. But the other piece of it is David picked up five other stones. You know, he picked up five other stones not because he was um, not confident in himself to take down Goliath, but because, you know, history tells you you got to take out the whole family of Goliath. So, you know, he's picked up those stones to take out the other siblings of Goliath that he needed to take care of. And so try to refocus them on that, that, that that's what we're doing. Now we're moving on to the next stone. Um, and what are we going to do with it um, come Friday night? Yeah, Coach, it's a good point because throughout the, the Northeast eight season and a lot of people from outside the program, well, that second half of the, of the schedule, that's when it gets real for Columbia City. And, okay, you handled New Haven, but what about East Noble? Then what about Leo? Then what about Norwell? Now all of a sudden you become the team with the target on its back as opposed to being the team that's trying to knock off the top squad. So it's kind of a change a little bit in philosophy and it can be difficult for kids to deal with. So I imagine that has been a message as well is Wayne would like nothing more than to knock you off your perch, particularly a week away from winning a conference championship. Exactly. You know, everybody, um, you know, that, that, that target is on our back and we have to take care of it and we have to um, acknowledge that and, 
And, you know, now we have to, you know, kind of play a different kind of mind game of, okay, like how, how are we going to get up for this? How are we going to um, be, be excited about this? Like, you know, we, we still, I mean, you still hear some people, right, that are going to say, hey, this is the SAC versus the NEA, and the SAC is so superior to the NEA. And so you can, you know, we're trying to play that little story into their mind too, uh, you know, understand that this is, this is representing our whole conference. And so, um, you know, we have to be on top of it. We have to be ready. Um, and just uh, understand what's going to happen on Friday night. Coach, you mentioned a little bit about Wayne and how dangerous they are. Everybody knows about Lamarion Nelson, one of the best running backs in this part of the state. But Christian Trimble has broken out uh, as the senior quarterback. 14 touchdowns has thrown for close to 1,400 yards. He did lose his top receiver last week, Jacob Sharon, out with a, a broken leg. And we wish him the best. But this is a team that's not just a run-dominant, stop Lamarion Nelson, you win type team it's a balanced group offensively and presents some challenges and and maybe some challenges that that you guys haven't been presented with this season so far yeah they they are offensively you know like you you feel bad for them losing that uh big wide receiver form um but you know his replacement the mac kid is 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 just as talented um and you know the outside threats that they have i mean they, they just they make plays they make plays and the running back you know also so like you know coach Haydock's gonna spread you out so he can give it to you know Nelson in the backfield and then you know all of a sudden you're gonna tighten up for that and, and you're gonna go one-on-one with some of those guys okay we're gonna take advantage of that and and Trimble has been extremely accurate lately um, and you know just putting the ball wherever he wants um, and so um, that, that's another piece of it. Like, I mean, he's dangerous there, but he's also dangerous that if you're going to play man-to-man and you're going to turn your back to him, then he's going to take off running too because he's an athlete and, and you know, just a, a well-rounded player for him. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time this evening. I know you got a team dinner to get back to, so uh, go eat. Night and uh, I'm just, you know, trying to watch my weight. You know? <laughs> Are we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> appreciate it, Hey, brother. man, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. That was Coach Brett Fox of the Columbus City Eagles joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. His team 8-1 and one and has won seven straight games dating back to week three, fresh off that loss at Delta in week two. And it has been all dubs ever since for Columbia City, including that 25-24 win over the Norwell Knights last week that clinched the NE8 championship for Columbia City, their first ever NE8 title in football. But they have to turn the page quick because Wayne is waiting and they would like nothing more than to knock off the Eagles come tomorrow night. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk to Coach Monty Mayhorter of the West Noble Chargers. We'll talk about his seven-win team and what they're doing to prepare for the sectionals after this. Sherwood Haydock a little bit later talking some Wayne Generals as well. It's a Week 10 edition of the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Life insurance, while a sensitive topic, is a vital part of smart financial planning, particularly for parents. For a minimal cost, a life insurance policy can provide a means to guarantee that the people who depend on you will be taken care of in the future. Talk to Matt and the team at Hoopy Insurance Services about obtaining coverage to ease your worries and secure financial stability for those closest to you. For over three decades, Hoopy Insurance Services has been helping people just like you get the right life insurance coverage for a 
cost that fits their budget. Remember, a difficult conversation today could mean peace of mind tomorrow. Find comfort in the experienced and knowledgeable staff of local agents at Hoopy Insurance Services. Call 486-7488. That's 486-7488. Or visit them on the web at hupe-insurance.com. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for over 40 years. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blademan's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Pogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on blademansknifeshop.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day. And shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out on blademansknifeshop.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow Blademans on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military. And now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen color. Available at Blademans Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Indiana only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking sectional football here this evening on the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny, and a lot of discussion has been about the Eastside Blazers in the NECC winning the small division and then beating up on Angola last week in week nine to conclude the regular season. But a team that beat Eastside this year in overtime in week three, the West Noble Chargers, they finished seven and two overall in the regular season, and they'll kick off the playoffs tomorrow at home against Mishawaka Marion, head coach of the West Noble Chargers, Coach Monty Mayhorter. Coach, how are you? Doing well. Excellent, Coach, and uh, thanks for joining us. Winners of, of four of five to enter the postseason so everything's uh, peachy up there correct yeah everything's peachy always <laughs> always good take us through uh the win at heights you're coming off a loss in week eight to cherubusco so it was a good way to get back on track last week yeah i think it gave us a chance to refocus and get some things back to where we were trying to start it back to week one again some things that we had let slip i think uh so i we feel like we're back on the right track here what did you want to see out of this group last week to make you feel better here heading into postseason i uh, want well, especially uh one of the things that we had trapped had problems with is traveling 
So up to Prairie Heights was a pretty good trip for us uh, to get off the bus and be ready to play. Uh, that was one of our goals, which we felt like we accomplished. We were ready to play when the game started. Started go- a lot of young kids. That, that right. makes it a lot of uh, that kind of things more difficult. I'm sure it terrifies you each and every week with so many young kids and, and not knowing how, <laughs> how the heck they're going to react any, from one week to the next. Yeah, and I think uh, they've learned a lot as we've went along here. So I'm not so sure that I care, consider them that young kids anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Coach, when you go down, and particularly your offensive performers, and you look at Drew Yates, who's in as a junior, and, and Seth Pruitt leads you in rushing. He's just a sophomore. A couple of your top receivers are just freshmen. And this yeah. is a, a very young group. But as you mentioned, they've had a full season under their belt, and I'm sure you're not expecting them to play like freshmen and sophomores at this point. No, you know, they haven't played that way all year. So I'm pretty tickled with, you know, we had didn't have those expectations for the freshmen coming in. They just played that well. So wasn't a situation where we had to play freshmen. They just won the spot. And that's uh, that's perfectly fine with you. Whoever wins the spot yeah. gets it, right? Right. Defense a little bit different. You've had you've had some guys, some, some upperclassmen that have led you in that department and have come up big at big opportunities. You guys played tremendously well against Fairfield and that triple option that's always difficult to prepare for. Of course, you beat yeah. Eastside and making some plays late in that game to preserve the win. That Lakeland one where, man, I, it, you must have made like, 12 stops it seemed like yeah <laughs> inside that was the a 10. great game to practice our goal line defense i'm sure so that defense has really showed up big for you and has to give you some confidence heading into the playoffs yeah my son eric runs the defense and he does an amazing job kids really bought into it drinking the kool-aid so that helps and a mix of of young and old on that unit as well some top guys that are that are seniors that you've you've leaned on yeah uh, especially in, uh, inside. I mean, we got a couple offensive linemen, a couple defensive linemen that are seniors that have come up big this year, which has really helped the younger kids. Coach, traditionally, Mishawaka Marion, a power in Class 3A, and it's not been that, that case this year, but I'm sure it still is a tremendous challenge to prepare for Mike Davidson's nights coming in tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you look down there, a list of games they've played, and they're losing to teams like Penn and New Prairie and Mishawaka, and I mean that schedule is is a bear. So I would have to think a lot like the Lures teams. Sure. They see this as a way of preparing for the the postseason. So we're not overlooking them. We are just hoping we can play well with them. And I'm sure with a young team, and it's easy to look at two and seven, and kids think they're going to the roll over a team. That has to be of paramount importance to get through the kids' head that we cannot look at the record, particularly with a team like Mishawaka Marion. Yeah, and I'd say, you know, like what you're saying, the young kids are seeing this not being their final game. You don't have the, the urgency you have when you have an older group that, you know, this could be the last time you wear these pads. So to convince these kids of how important this is right now, that's kind of been our goal this week. Yeah, that's a great point with the urgency. When you have juniors and sophomores and freshmen, they're not feeling it. But uh, yeah. In terms of the quarterback position, and yeah, and, and, and quarterback position, somebody that will be a senior next year, Drew Yates, and he's he's yeah. been able to command that offense. You're not throwing it a lot all over the place, but he's also running the ball in your offense as well. The performance of Drew Yates, how have you enjoyed his progress and him stepping up into QB one role? He uh, has exceeded my expectations in, in running the football. Um, he had a really good track season last year. He was a semi-state uh, runner and the hurdles and you know he's kind of brought that into the football season where 
he's, he gets in the open, and he was really hard on the east side. He was one of the guys that they struggled covering. And if you can spread everybody out and then you have still two guys that can run it, that makes it really difficult for teams. Yeah, that you talk about Seth Pruitt and the, the discuss, you know, it's always the youngest of, of a group, of a family that's always the best one. And we kept <laughs> hearing, hearing about Seth and, okay, yeah, well, they're not as good as Brandon Braxton. But, man, just a sophomore, 1,000-yard rusher, he's a legit yeah. player. He may be the best of the bunch. <laughs> I don't want to – I hope uh, Brandon's not listening. But this uh, he's, got a, he's got another step that Brandon didn't have. Brandon's going to run you over. The uh, Seth can go around you. <laughs> Coach, in terms of, of going in tomorrow and, and, and you scouting Mishawaka Marion and, and, and seeing film, what do you guys need to be ready for? Um, they're very athletic. And the, the quarterback, this is his second year, and he throws the ball really well. Um, we're really going to have to be good at tackling in open space. Um, that isn't much something we did very well against Chirabusco. So that's something we've been working on also. Uh, they they like to get you singled up on people and get the ball out on the edges. That's going to be our key, I think, that and not turning the ball over. Are they comparable to any team you guys have played in the regular season? I would say they're right there with the Angola's, uh, Bosco's, and the East Side. You know, on any given night, if, if they get everything in, in order, they I think they can play with any of us. All right, Coach, you've been you've been around a minute. The night before the sectional, you've done all you can. It's in the hands of a bunch of teenagers. It's terrifying. Yep. But what are the emotions on, on the on the eve of postseason play? For me? Yes. Yeah, I'm this is I'm getting into the thirty years of this and <laughs> you know, it's just so much fun to work with these young kids, to see them how far they've come in just a short period of time. Um, to me, postseason's just like the icing on the cake this is where you go out and you just you give everything and you just prove that you've improved as the year went on all right coach hey appreciate you joining us tonight good luck yeah. tomorrow night buddy thanks thanks a lot absolutely that was coach monty mayhorter of the west noble chargers his team seven and two through the regular season including that win over east side and overtime in week three the losses came at angola in week four and against cherubusco in week seven but the chargers bounced back last week at Prairie Heights, and, and we talked about it with Coach Mayhorter there a little bit. This, to me, feels like a team that's maybe a year ahead of schedule when you look particularly offensively, and nearly all of their contributors, major contributors, are underclassmen. When you talk about Drew Yates as a junior quarterback, he's running the football as well. We talked about Seth Pruitt, a 1,000-yard rusher with 14 touchdowns as a sophomore. You have Fernando Macias, who's another sophomore that's a solid runner, for that offense and the two freshmen that are leading this team and receiving Drew's younger brother, Xavier, as well as Mikhail Bottles, another freshman that has been tremendous as well. This is a team, at least offensively, that feels a bit ahead of schedule, averaging a touch over 28 points per game. But the Chargers with a big one tomorrow night, Mishawaka Marion, a traditional power. And you look at the, the recent history Four Mike Davidson coach teams at Mishawaka Marion. Four years under Mike Davidson, four sectional championships. So now in his fifth season, trying to make it five for five. This is not an easy game by any means for West Noble tomorrow night. The goal of Coach Mayorder is to instill that sense of urgency in a team where the majority of the guys are not playing their final high school football game.
And that's something that maybe we overlook sometimes is that urgency that's not there for a freshman, sophomore, junior. That is definitely a point of emphasis for seniors, class of 2023, in which tomorrow night begins that when or you're done portion of the season. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Coach Sherwood Haydock, Wayne Generals, will join us to close out the show. His team has a big one tomorrow night at home. They'll face the Columbia City Eagles. We'll break down that matchup and more when we come back. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show here presented by Hoopy Insurance Services on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Life insurance, while a sensitive topic, is a vital part of smart financial planning, particularly for parents. For a minimal cost, a life insurance policy can provide a means to guarantee that the people who depend on you will be taken care of in the future. Talk to Matt and the team at Hoopy Insurance Services about obtaining coverage to ease your worries and secure financial stability for those closest to you. For over three decades, Hoopy Insurance Services has been helping people just like you get the right life insurance coverage for a cost that fits their budget. Remember, a difficult conversation today could mean peace of mind tomorrow. Find comfort in the experienced and knowledgeable staff of local agents at Hoopy Insurance Services. Call 486-74 or visit them on the web at hupe-insurance.com. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for over 40 years. Breathe cleaner, fresher air with help from Menards. Indoor air can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. Best Air's four-inch pleated air filters have a specialized filtration that ensures the best overall performance of your HVAC system, giving you cleaner air throughout your home. Pleated air filters are available in a variety of sizes. Now all 11% off at Menards. Good through October 23rd. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. Every six minutes, a utility line is damaged by reckless digging. So Indiana relies on 811 superheroes like Steve the Plumber. I contact 811 before I do my work. Mary the Gardener. Before I plant a tree, I contact 811. And Mike the Landscaper. I dig for a living, but always contact 811. Prevent damages or injury. Call 811 or go online, indiana811.org. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, this station, and the Indiana Broadcasters Association. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. This is the Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Insurance Services. I'm Justin Kenny here for a little bit longer before we make way to the Marcus Freeman Show. And, oh, that should be pretty interesting after the home loss to Stanford last week in South Bend. Marcus Freeman, similar to the Mar prior after the Marshall game, facing a lot of questions and how Notre Dame can bounce back. The Irish get UNLV at home this week. Looks like a winnable game, but then again, Notre Dame fans also thought that about Marshall and Stanford. So stay tuned, top of the hour, with the Marcus Freeman Show, and we'll see how that goes. And then later on this evening, Thursday night football, it's New Orleans and Atlanta. Will it be, or excuse me, New Orleans and Arizona out in Tempe? And we'll see if the Thursday night game tonight can deliver after the last few stinkers we've had the last few weeks. Tomorrow night here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, the game of the week to kick off the sectional action will be at Wayne Stadium. It will be the Columbia City Eagles and the Wayne Generals. To talk all about it right now on the line with us, head coach of the Generals is Coach Sherwood Haydock. Coach, how are you? I'm doing very well. And I'm um, taking a break from practice because we get out of school so late. We're still practicing right now. Well, we so have I'm taking a break and being on here with you. Appreciate it, Coach. And hopefully I'm not taking you away from, from anything too pertinent, but you're prepping for Columbia City, and how do you feel coming in about your group? And it was kind of an emotional week last week, of course, losing to Carroll, but also losing Jacob Sharon as well. Well, Jake, losing Jacob's a huge loss, and it did affect our team. Uh, everybody a little bit different, but we've regrouped. We started back up on Saturday, and we had a five-hour film session with uh, and fed him two meals on Saturday. So we're in a playoff groove right now, and um, we're just ready to go. Coach, so much has been made about LaMarion Nelson, and you've mentioned to me one of the, the best pure running backs that you've ever coached in your long career. And what makes LaMarion so good, so effective? Well, I, I don't think you can teach a back to be good at some things. I mean, a running back runs with their eyes and feet. And then they have that sixth sense of uh, uh, just knowing where people are going to be. And it, it's just that not everybody has that sixth sense of of just knowing that, uh, the anticipation. And that's what he's just tremendous on. And a guy that is, is definitely a bell cow running back. I mean, you can feed him as the ball as many times as you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he knew that when the last two years uh, ago, when I have a really good running back, in a one-back system, he'll get the ball 30 at least when we're rolling, maybe more. And if our passing game gets going, you'll get a little bit less. But, boy, you're a feature. It's one thing about um, I always have a feature back, and the better he is, the more featured he is. And he's been, been great this year and even the last couple of years for you. And you mentioned that passing game, and Christian Trimble, a senior that, that really has kind of developed throughout the season and really is playing some of his best football, and that's got to make you feel good heading into the playoffs. Oh, heck yes. In the last 10 quarters, he's 61 for 76, which is 80%, over 700 yards and eight touchdowns. And he's just, uh, we, we finally got a receiving core all back. Of course, we lost Jacob now, but uh, it's been everything rising at the right time. And uh, good thing, because I think um, Lamar was getting a little bit beat up. Uh, no injuries or anything, but, you know, just, he needs to, you know, we need to, get a little bit break and practice and stuff. So the, the air game has come on at the right time. You mentioned some of those receivers, and Jacob Sharon is just a sophomore, but 
other youngsters stepping up with Harold Mack and Deontay Williams and Keyshawn Tolles, all guys yes. that are expected to return back next year. So this is a quality receiving group. And if they can step up, it kind of marginalizes the loss of, of Sharon, I'm sure. Yes, yes. And um, when, you have, when, you, when you're playing four good wideouts, you, you can lose one and be okay because you don't always have to be in four wide. And we're a very multi-formational team. And, uh, you know, we get a real great player back this week that helps us because he plays some tight end. And that's um, Nehemiah Young. He's back this week, and he's, he's a beast. So um, things are gelling except for Jacob, and uh, we'll make do somehow. You mentioned Nehemiah Young, and preseason was one of the best players in the SAC coming back after what he's done. And adding him back into the lineup on both sides of the football will be a tremendous impact for you. Yes, it is, and there's no other way to put it. And he's just a beast, and he really is. He's a great player and great attitude. And you know, he's not the strongest guy in the weight room or the fastest kid. He is 250, and he is strong, but he doesn't rate first in any of those categories. But he's so explosive. His hips just are so explosive when he blocks and tackles. Coach Sherwood Haydock, Wayne Generals, joining us here. On the High School Coaches Show, and Coach, I'm sure you've done plenty of research and, and film study on Columbia City. What has stood out to you? Well, they're great on both sides of the ball, but I, I think you can't mention them unless you talk about their offense because they're so good at the wing tee. And, you know, I don't think our kids have ever played a wing tee, ever, in their lifetime. That's something that just doesn't come to the sack. Uh, we're not a wing tee at all. So it's been... It's been long and tedious this week of learning stuff about the wing tee. And, and then they have three tremendous backs, and they got a really good offensive line. And they top it off. They're a little bit different with their wing tee because they have a really good wide receiver that's also a sophomore, but he's, he's, he's a sack wide receiver. He can play wide receiver for anybody in our league. How tough is it to try to instill that discipline you need to face a wing tee in just one short week? Um. Very tough. And, you know, we'll we'll find out tomorrow if we can even come close. I mean, um, you just do the best you can, and that's one of the advantages of the wing tee. <clears throat> the biggest um, thing we've had with this week, oh, their defense is also tremendous. Yeah, uh, they, they might have the best uh, technique-driven defensive line we've seen. Their job is to keep blockers off linebackers, and they do, and their middle linebackers are pretty good. But, um, you know, this time of year, it just has to be um, work, work, work. And Coach, at this point of the season, you know who which kids are committed and which kids aren't. So I have to feel, despite, you know, when people look, oh, Wayne, two and seven, you have to feel as confident as you have all season, knowing that you have the guys in place that you can trust in these moments heading into the playoffs. Yes, and I think that's exactly right. We're where we're, we're go unless there's, somebody's getting hurt right now. Out there, <laughs> but we're raring to go. We had to move our full goat days back, and because uh, for different reasons, so we're actually in full equipment today. But um, the thing that's so tough, and it's probably tough for them too, <clears throat> is you really can't look at the record because we have no common denominator, nothing. Right. Um, because the SAC plays all their games within. There's no record of anything that we can go, hey, they played Columbia City this year. Um, we don't know. 
uh, we just don't know, and really they don't know. And um, and I'm sure Coach Fox is smart enough not to to tell his kids you don't look at two or seven ever. <laughs> it's all about about who you play. And I'm used to that. You know, at Harding, we had to go through that. You go face somebody, go, well, you lost eight. Well, you know, it's it's a different eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a different eight, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's not taking anything away from them because uh, the NEA is good too. And I thought they had really good competition this year. So it's not that we think we're we play better competition. It's just nothing we can compare it to. We can't compare their physicality, their team speed, nothing, and they can't with us either. Coach, final question for you. It's around this time of the year where people without turf or, man, you got a, a crappy practice field or the field's tore up. You guys haven't had to worry about that this year. It's been great to have turf at Wayne Stadium, and I'm sure it's refreshing to not have to worry about field conditions. Yes, it is. I mean, that's that's something that I haven't had for a few years. Well, last year, of course, but my last two years of Woodland, we had turf, and uh, now we have turf, and it, it just uh, helps you prepare um, because you always have the yard markers, and there's, it's not never muddy. It could be wet, but it's never muddy. So, yes, it is. And after this week, <laughs> I, Monday having a snowstorm, more or less, is RJB. Uh, the film of that is unbelievable. I thought I was watching New England play or something. Yeah, let's hope so, we don't see that for another four or six weeks, right? Yeah, we're just excited. Oh, I'm telling you, we're excited. This is my favorite time of year. Um, I've been doing this a long time, and and uh, I've been lucky enough to be in. Uh, we've had eight runner-ups and six uh, championships at four different schools in the sectionals. I just love this time of year. Also, been beat first round plenty of times, so <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just fun either way it goes. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time from your guys to join us. We'll let you get back out there and prep for the Eagles tomorrow night. All right, thank you. Thanks, Coach. That was Coach Sherwood Haydock of the Wayne Generals. And, man, he, he said something great. It's a, it's a different eight or it's a different seven in Wayne's case. And I think you can make the debate on whether the SAC is, is down from most years this year. And I think there is something to be said about that. But it is still arguably one of the top three leagues in the entire state of Indiana behind the Mick and, and the, the Hoosier Crossroads. So, it is very much a difficult week-in and week-out absolute grind. And if you have your guys locked in after nine weeks of the SAC and you look at Wayne and you're 2-7, and seven, you could easily say, throw your hands up and say, well, we're done and we're not going to keep trying. And, and it's far from that with Wayne. They have a great running back. They have a good quarterback with weapons. And they have a very huge piece, literally and figuratively, of their team coming back tomorrow night in Nehemiah Young. We'll be lining up up front for this team on defense and a tight end on offense. It should be a great game tomorrow night. Joining us out at Wayne Stadium tomorrow. If you can't make it out there tomorrow evening, listen with Brett Rump and myself on the call here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. That's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for li for listening this evening. Thanks to Bryce Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us. Brett Fox of the Columbia City Eagles, Monty Mayhorter, head coach of the West Noble Chargers, and Sherwood Haydock of Wayne High School. That'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. We'll talk week two of sectionals. 6A and 5A get started as well. From For everybody here at 1380, I am Justin Kenny. Thank you for listening. Coming up next, the Marcus Freeman Show from South Bend. Enjoy.
Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Insurance Services High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Download our latest podcast or for a complete schedule of upcoming games, go to 1380thefan.com. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer. Podcasts by Federated Media.